0: Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians, You Do Not Want to Miss It. Just don't forget to put code Abiding Free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at ChasingSacred.com. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Abiding Free podcast. This is Kristen. And I just want to say for those of you that are up to date on your episodes, and this is the end of the year for you. We just want to say Merry Christmas and thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all of our listeners. We wanted to announce that we will be taking just three weeks off. So we will be back January 9th. And you guys, we have so much in store. But before we talk about that, again, I just want to say thank you on behalf of Shannon and myself. This is just such a joy for us. And we can hardly believe we have 58 episodes. We have listeners from all across the world and we treasure. All of you, and we are praying for you. And we just want to say that um, we want you to come back um, January 9th because, oh my goodness, we have so much in store. That first episode back will be Kristen Schmucker. She is the CEO from the Daily Grace Company. We talk suffering, we talk anxiety, we talk about this pressure in our culture to do it all. We also have Lisa Chan on the podcast next season. She is um, wife to Pastor Francis Chan. We'll be talking about parenting. We have John Noise. from from the incredible ministry Stand to Reason, and he's actually going to be sharing with us about suicide. He goes all over the world, and this is one of the main topics he gets asked to talk about, and you guys will be startled by the growing statistics of suicide. We also have a six-week series on the life of Jesus leading up to Easter coming up. You guys don't want to miss it, and we are just so grateful for every share of our podcast. Every time you you know mention our podcast to other people, that's really how the Word gets out about abiding free. And so we thank you for that. And, you know, despite our um, growth and the people that we've been able to reach that we're so grateful for, I I just want to say, I had a friend recently who said to me, a good friend, she said, Kristen, I just love how um, during the podcast, it feels like I'm sitting across from you at the kitchen table or at a restaurant. And That honestly just brought me so much joy because that's what we want you guys to feel like is that we are just sitting across the table from you. We're not standing on a stage. We're sitting across the table from you eye to eye as your friend and walking along a similar journey because we are in this with you. So that is the heart of it is just wanting you guys to feel like we're in it together. And um, before we go, I just wanted to share a short devotional on Christmas. And it's this. It's joy to to the world and the question though is right is how can we you know have joy how can there be joy to the world When this world, it can be such a mess, right? Well, recently I studied um, Psalm 98 and I was shocked, you guys. I didn't know that this psalm was the foundation for that song, Joy to the World. So of course, naturally, then I started looking into this song a little bit more and I loved what I found. So Isaac Watts wrote this song, Joy to the World in 1719, okay? It was a long time ago and I love the why he started writing. Hymns, by the way. And he started writing hymns because he would look around at people in his congregation and he felt like there was no emotion. You know, there was like people were just singing like a robot. And I got to confess, sometimes I do that too. And so he started writing hymns. And joy to the world actually was not written as a Christmas hymn to begin with, it was actually written just as a hymn to be sung anytime. And actually, I loved learning that too because. Because that's what I want to learn. I, I want to take with me is that the hope of Christmas, right, is not just for December. It's for the hope of the world. It's for the hope of our entire lives for every month, for every season. Christmas, truly the hope of Christmas is not meant to be seasonal. It is an eternal hope. But how can we, right? How can we have this joy when, gosh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle having joy sometimes, like like honestly, especially at the holidays. It can just be hard. I mean, just yesterday I was overwhelmed by how much Christmas shopping I have left. But I love this in this psalm. It's It's broken into three parts, and it talks about, you know, the first, it says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for He has done wonderful deeds. And it basically breaks it up into these three ways that we can have joy, why we can sing a song. And the first is what God has done in the past. And so if I, if there's any encouragement I want to say is do go back, do look back at this year. And yeah, it might have been really hard, but I pray that you can look back and see deliverance God has brought, freedom He has brought good things He has given to you, even if it's been a hard year. So look back and look back at, honestly, look back at your salvation. That's what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be looking back like David. One of the Christmas prayers I pray every year is David in the Psalms. He says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Basically, right. We need our joy renewed of our salvation, the salvation we received in the past. And the second thing that the Psalm really encourages to have rejoicing over is the king that he is king now. Like he is the king of our hearts. He can do so much for us now. Today, you guys, we can rejoice in that. Even if it's a hard day, He promises to be with us. He promises to give us freedom. He promises to help us navigate by His wisdom through His word anything that comes our way today. And the third thing this psalm tells us to sing a song over, to have joy over is that God is coming back and He is going to judge this earth. And yes, He is going to judge the evil in this world. But I hope you listen to this Ephaniah series because what we learn there is that even though God is coming to judge the evil, those of us that are hidden in Him, those of us that have received His salvation are going to be hidden from the coming judgment. And that's good news because don't we want the evil to end? Of course we do. And one day, It is going to end. And so Isaac Watts, he wrote, he writes this, this, um, joy to the world hymn based on this psalm. And I also learned that Mary's, the Magnificat, the song, the praise that she sang was based a lot on Psalm 98 as well. And you guys, we don't often think about Mary was actually going through, yes, she was given this incredible news, right? That she was going to give birth to Jesus, the Savior of the world. Of course, she wanted to rejoice over that. But Mary had difficult circumstances too. The Roman oppression was horrible, you guys. It was really hard, especially for God's people. And Mary was, came from a very poor family. And we aren't told all the details of her pregnancy, but one of the things that people suggest about why she ran to Elizabeth's home for three months was to avoid some of the shame that would have come to her that she was pregnant out of wedlock. <laughs> I mean, Right, it's it, there's still shame in our culture about that, and gosh, she was facing she would have faced shame and scorn from that. So, Mary was facing difficult times, but I love what she does. She tells us two things that we can rejoice over that really just stood out to me that why we can have why we can sing joy to the world, and it's this because Christmas is a big, wide, scre- wide sweeping global message. And I'll explain what that means. And secondly, it's big, but it's also personal and it's intimate. So the message that came to you know, to the people that comes to us today is that Jesus being Savior was Savior to the world. Mary talks about how He was fulfilling the promise to her ancestors, you know, through Abraham, and that all of us would be grafted in through this seed of faith if we put our faith in the Savior who was the Savior of the world. He came to not just the Jews, to God's people at the time, He came to the Gentiles. This message of salvation is for all who put their faith in Him. But secondly, I love what Mary says, and she makes the salvation message what it is in that it's personal. She says she talks to God, my Savior. He is my Savior. He can be my Savior to all of us. The message of Christmas is personal, you guys. The message of Christmas is as personal as today. What are you going through today that you can walk into the intimacy of the Christmas story that Jesus came for you to save you, not just once and for all, but to continually also save you from the everyday struggles that we have, the the despair that we might face, the hopelessness. He came to save you from that because He's coming back. The Savior of the world is going to end evil once and for all. So joy to the world, right? Joy to the world for this massive global um, Christmas message that the world can be saved through Jesus. Those who put their faith, all peoples, all nations, any, any person from any nation can be saved when they put their faith in Jesus. And secondly, thank goodness that this message is personal. We hope you guys had a great year, but if you didn't, we pray that you drew close to God, your Savior, and we look forward to all that God is going to do next year. Thank you again so much. We will see you back in a few weeks. Have a wonderful Christmas with friends and family, and we love you guys.